What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. Hello, everyone, once again to another episode of Crossover Commerce. You've made it. This is my corner uh, corner of the internet. Let's try that again. Corner of the internet where uh, I bring the best and brightest Amazon experts, industry experts in the e-commerce world. Uh, and today is no exception. This is Crossover Commerce, episode 170. You've made it. You've arrived. Thank you for tuning in live, listening, or watching wherever you might be doing so, whether it be on social media, on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter or if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast destination channel, or you might be finding us on uh, Ping Pong's website, usa.pingpongx.com forward slash podcast. That's where all of our content lives, transcripts, links, resources of all of our past 169 guests. We'll add this one to that mix as well. So go ahead and check that out. But before we get started, as I alluded to earlier, every episode here is presented by Ping Pong Payments. Crossover Commerce is presented by Ping Pong Payments because no, it's not a table tennis company. We are they are a cross-border payment solution helping people save time, money, and effort. Whether you're selling online as an e-commerce brand or you're just a business looking for more effective ways to save money when paying out your employees, your VAs, your manufacturers, your distributors, whatever entity has a business level you need to pay on an international landscape. Don't pay the fees with certain uh, banking solutions or uh, B2B or such as like um, PayPal or anything like that, you want to make sure that you are saving fees when paying out people. Put that money back to your bottom line and put it towards something better than just paying to use that service. Try out Ping Pong Payments today and you won't be disappointed. Five clicks to sign up and once approved, you get $500 in your account. Going ahead and sign up today. That link can be found in the comment section or in the show notes if you're listening to us. Thank you, Ping Pong Payments, for presenting Crossover Commerce. That being said, um, episode 170, it feels like every 10 episodes becomes like a nice round number, and we get to talk about uh, fun things. It always, almost naturally happens this way um, when we schedule all these podcasts, and today's no exception. I'm really excited to be talking about the thing that you are listening to on uh, or watching us on, and that is podcasting for brands. That means that that is something that a lot more people, to be honest, as a podcaster and as a host of this show, um, I see more and more people and businesses and brands starting to develop a podcast channel. Why is that? It's not because it's trendy or it's a fad. It's actually for lots of great reasons that I, I've starting to see more people are investing in, right? It's free content to create for the most part, um, whether it's resources and you have things such as software solutions, or you have just people resources that you need to tie to, and then having a perspective, right? Um, but what does that mean on a business level? Individually, you can have uh, podcasts ranging for any sort of topic from like murder mysteries to uh, education, to business, to health and wellness, all those kinds of things. And, and it can range it across different uh, types and areas. We'll get into the weeds of that, but that is what we are talking about today. That is what this episode is about. Podcasting for brands. That is what this title of this episode is going to be called for. So we brought in expert of... Um, Excuse me. Uh, we brought in today for uh, Prothonisable of uh, Pakal uh, in company. She, uh, she is um, head of client services at award-winning uh, podcast agency. Uh, she has managed over a thousand podcast episodes from idea to launch, which is fantastic. So she has a scope. She's been around and done way more of these than I have certainly. 
uh, or maybe that people have listened to in their lifetime, but she is an expert in branding, public relations, corporate communications, brand reputation, and of course, podcasting for brands. So that's why we brought her on today to talk about podcasting for brands. Why you might be interested in it, maybe that's, uh, this will push you over the edge to get started today, but that is why we brought her on today. Welcome to Crossover Commerce, Perthal Sibyl of Perthal & Company. How are you, Perthal? Hi, Ryan. I'm great. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you for joining us. Very, uh, Prathom, excuse me. Uh, uh, super late at night. It, it's it's very late. You're in Singapore, correct? We, we were talking That's right, about this. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, that, uh, with the world never sleeps in because this is live, I appreciate the time um, and that I don't want to waste any more of it. Um, tell me a little bit about um, getting into podcasting. It, it's not been around, for, I would say, too terribly wrong, right? But why, why is this the channel that you found um, maybe your expertise was going to allude towards this or your passion started to develop for this? What what, what was that driver for you? Uh, yeah, so I actually got into podcasting around three years back. Uh, so this is my three years with, uh, third year with Pickle and Crow. And when wow. I started out, um, I remember just listening to some of the episodes um, some of the podcasts like HBR Idea Cast. So not too much aware of the business or the, you know, the commercials behind the podcast. But uh, that is how I came across Pickle and Crow. And uh, that time I remember the team was doing their own uh, podcast series called Asia Deck Podcast. Um, our founder, Graham Brown, had already done around 300 to 400 episodes with that podcast. And uh, that was ranked as one of the Asia's uh biggest and uh, you know the most episodes going podcast for a long time uh, so that was a very interesting but how I actually came into podcasting for brands is that a lot of companies started reaching out to you uh, reaching out to us saying that what you're doing for yourself for your own company can you help us do it for us so can you help us start our own podcast because increasingly we are looking at owning the content rather than just being featured on some other publications right so that's how I think it was more towards we were going towards where the demand was um, and it was totally Hopefully the market was pulling us in that direction. Well, it's fantastic. And, and there, there's so many different ways. I think it's it's one of the more misconceived um, channels, if you will, of does it cost a lot to do? Is there, what, what what's the time involvement of a podcast? Do I have this, this am I going to be able to stand out? And doing this for so long, I'm sure like you, if a listener is uh, taking a look at this and saying, what are the, the stats that actually make this viable for me to invest some, my either time or resources in what are those things that stand out to you or that you tell your clients on a day-to-day -day basis yeah if you see if you want to go with the some top level stats actually uh welcome to world of two million podcast and no, right? uh, <laughs> there's a lot out exactly. there <laughs> so there are two million podcasts in the world today and if let's use this analogy right that's the number of websites that were there back in 1998 so uh, today, and, and today there are 1.7 billion websites. So just in podcast terms, we are still very much in the early stages, but still there's a lot of growth there. So if we are comparing it to the websites or that kind of content piece, but other than that, the kind of stats that really comms uh, or uh, branding or the marketing individuals can use to sell that case study internally to their CEOs, um, I actually break it down into three. 
the first one being uh, there are 1 billion people listening to podcast weekly around the globe right um and with the global pandemic expediting decision making to seek out these new ways to reach out audiences in scalable and authentic formats like podcast are, are on a different level of boom altogether uh the other stats that is coming out is and this is again the global stats that i have but uh the lot a lot of people who are listening to podcast are younger and more influential so you are maybe listening your podcast listeners can be aging anywhere can be aged anywhere between 18 to 34 years and a vp or a c level within their organization so you will be a bit more confident that even if you are investing into this uh, space or this medium you are actually reaching out exactly the right kind of audience there um and the last part i'll actually say that as compared to other media podcasts have really high level of self reported uh engagement so where social media can be fleeting and often fake um podcasts are engaging and real so podcast podcast gives brands that opportunity to tell their story in their words in a format that is authentic and engaging so if you use these three stats um i think that's going to help you sell the idea of podcasting within your organizations for sure absolutely and i think uh speaking personally it's it has so many different unpronounced effects i would think uh brand recognition right that's that's the number one but okay. there is uh content uh awareness or just uh you know being able to be a thought leader in a specific place mm -hmm. we're talking about podcasting for brands on a traditional you know e-commerce but also branding kind of podcast channel and this can have just reaching effects too. I have all these conversations with CEOs, CMOs, brand mm -hmm. leaders, sellers, uh, just business owners in general that say, all right, I, I came across your podcast and listened to a couple episodes. And that's a very, very cool reach because a lot of people think that, oh, I'm just going to post on social media. Everyone's going to see it. That's not the case. Algor algorithmically, uh, people just can't see all of their friends or contacts or just in general, if you're connected with somebody via email or uh, social media, just that reachable nature doesn't exist. Like something mm -hmm. almost like a podcast can, if that makes sense. So because they're either opting into it, whether it's a subscription or there is this nature of, is that the most engagement level that you can have with either your customer or your potential partner or anything like that? How, how does that stack up with the other traditional media? Yeah, so uh, for that, let's look at the different objectives that an organization can have, because with other social media, I think it's more towards the hygiene now that you need to have a LinkedIn channel, you need to have a YouTube channel, right? But with podcasts, it's not a necessity or there's no urgency to have it. So still how we can sell the idea of podcast to an organization is our how they can measure the success of it actually depends on whether the podcast is making a difference um, in their business objective or in their business strat strategy or not so let's say that your um, objective was campaign awareness right so if it is uh, around a certain report that you're releasing or something like that or camp particular campaign then the podcast strategy has to be aligned towards that it can be like a docu-series positioning the brand as a platform for vital uh, societal conversations that matter right uh, we can build the podcast series around issues the brand cares about so it can be around diversity climate change it can be around 
public health, health for example, right? Uh, then if your objective is brand authority or thought leadership, then uh, as a strategy, you can position the people of the brand as experienced in understanding the challenges faced by the clients. So the content, if you see here, differs if you are changing the objective rather than just doing a simple interview style. Uh, that's how you can uh, make sure that the strategy is aligned with your business objective. So the for brand authority, you can build the podcast around key concerns and uncertainties of the market, right? Um, let's talk about, as you said, Ryan, business development is that if that is your uh, business objective, like you want CEOs and CMOs to have an opportunity to speak to them, uh, there can be no other way but podcast to actually have that private and that really intimate conversation I would say uh, just imagine somebody is listening to you for 40-45 minutes or not, let's not just talk about listeners but as a guest um, you're speaking to someone for 40-45 minutes straight right uh, that is a very intimate conversation and for a business development a series featuring um, meetings between these company leaders and prospects or clients I think it's a very effective way um, to create a podcast strategy around it so these are the three um, different objectives you can have but ultimately to ensure that you have a sustainable podcast like ryan i'll say in your case you're already on the 170 episode people tend to drop off after six episodes right that's what what is considered as pot fade <laughs> which is crazy to me yeah and i'm used to, i actually learned that that after will after i got to episode six and now that, that was the statistic that everyone considers the this, this point at which they don't do it. Again, everyone has a great idea. They implement it. They yeah. get their first couple of guests on. But this, it's a consistency route, right? Which I think is why this podcast has been so successful is we're going to do this anywhere from, and again, the, there's not a set schedule. Some people have it like every uh, mm -hmm. two days on Tuesday or Thursday or every Thursday is a new episode. That's fantastic because people can expect new content to come out and it holds you as a, either a creator or a brand accountable to release it on that it's that trust factor that you built up over time but this it because it's live it's not recorded i can't just produce it whenever it's set around specific times whether you're in the different part of the world or whatnot that that that's the nature of which it's different but after seven episodes it's, it's hard to imagine that just so many people drop off and, and they call it pod fade that that is a term if listener yeah, is a thing yeah. if you're listening to your podcast and you think why didn't they make more content it's because they just ran out either ideas or motivation or something along those lines. Is that is that true or are you seeing yeah, other? This is very true, Ryan. Actually, that is one of the things. Uh, brands, especially, they start a podcast and after four to five episodes, they are like, okay, why did we start the podcast in the first place? Uh, the reason or the answer that they have, maybe this, it comes down from the CEO saying that, okay, we need to have a podcast and they say, okay, let's do it. But if they don't have a business objective behind it, then they won't really have a reason to keep investing into it and continuing it uh, because ultimately still you a podcast is a long-term uh, it's a long-term game um, if you are and especially if you're talking about a b2b podcast here uh, not just b2c if you're going for a b2c podcast fine you can do a short series get millions of downloads and get some advertising revenue out of it that's great but for a b2b podcast if you want to reach out to the right listeners you it's definitely a long-term game you need to invest in do you uh are you do you subscribe to video podcasting or is audio uh, audio is like the original right it's just 
recording a voice. You, we can sit in our own rooms respectively, mm-hmm. or it's in the same studio. It'd be like a radio interview. Do you subscribe or see this this growth in video podcasting, or is it is it just by nature because of the pandemic? You saw a lot more video become apparent just to kind of have the interaction. Yeah, um, interestingly, uh, what, during the pandemic, especially the episodes that we have done, and especially the new podcast that we have launched, they have all been audio. Uh, the video is just there for conversation purposes. So it's switched on still during the recording, but conversation purposes. The actual format that is coming out of it is still audio. Uh, the reason for that is that, uh, we are actually seeing a shift from video towards audio more during pandemic because people are so fed up of meeting and just looking at their screen and uh, looking at it for hours and hours without having a work-life balance especially so um, just audio plugging in your earphones is actually making a huge difference and is actually leading to a higher engagement also and uh, increase in the podcast listeners in within Asia that's the trend that we are seeing here um in fact, there was a bit of a debate going on that initially podcast listeners were listening to podcasts usually during commute. So when they're traveling to office, um, in if they are in the metros, if they are in the tubes or if they are in the car, they tend to listen then. But um, and then they're like, OK, now that uh, the commute has gone away, are, they st- are we still going to have podcast listeners or not? But actually, it has turned the other way around. Uh, the podcast listeners have increased uh, by a huge, there's a huge jump. Um, the reason is totally because people want to, uh, while they're jockeying, while they're just multitasking, they tend to listen to or plug in some uh, earpiece. And uh, there's this video versus audio debate will never end for sure. I get this question a lot, but see it in this way that a video, uh, a YouTube video, right? It has an average of 80 seconds um, of watch time per uh like per video wise if you see right. it's not but a lot it's it's actually not a lot right 80 seconds that's hardly anything and then that to the content has to be way too uh like the thumbnail has to be way too fancy and the title has to be like a clickbait or something and then you're going to get even that 80 seconds of people's attention but with a podcast the listeners who actually start listening to it uh 45 percent of them actually end up listening to 75 percent of the podcast so right. if a business podcast is on average 40 five minutes or so just imagine 75 like 45 percent of the listeners are listening to 75 percent of it so that is a huge win for a brand if they really want fans rather than just viewers eyeballs or earpods if they really want people to connect with the brand and they want fans out of it that's not a term actually a lot of people use in b2b space but this is what everyone is looking out for they want people to keep coming back to their podcast listening to it interacting with you because you never know ultimately these are the listeners who can turn into your potential clients absolutely i, I agree with all that and i, I think it's we, we go back to that that pod fade or why people either stop a podcast and, or get disheartened and they and they quit i think a lot of it is looking at the numbers initially because uh most people that i actually look up to in this industry uh, but also in podcasting in general is the reason why they're successful is there's a consistency factor, right? They didn't just get millions of subscribers or uh, da- thousands of downloads um, in, in the first episode. Unless yeah. you are a, a celebrity of some sort and can blast it out to your channel that already exists, doesn't exist, doesn't happen. 
um, you kind of get your footing. So there is that growth factor and lots of people just see that natural progression of you're consistent. You're going to see this opportunity uh, come about you. It, it, do you think that's why a lot of brands either abandon this opportunity or they just are more numbers focused instead of, hey, this is just going to be a long-term relationship gain of trust, uh, content awareness, that numbers aren't as important than more of that consistency factor and kind of awareness factor. How, how do you balance the two if people are like that? Yeah. Uh, so Ryan, a lot of uh, actually education needs to be done in this space and the space is still evolving. And especially if you see from B2B metrics point of view, B2C, it's very clear. It's downloads. It's your subscriber numbers. It's your advertising dollar that you're able to get out of it. That is very clear. But within B2B, whenever a potential conversation comes to me, um, it's more towards okay how many downloads can we expect from episode one right and to your point about are you a celebrity uh, you are a brand ultimately right and you are a b2b brand so in that case how do you uh, measure the success of your project so then the metrics for b2b has actually evolved in quite a lot uh, in last few months in fact i'll say especially with the number of uh, podcasts growing um the Numbers that I say that or the metrics that I say that people should be looking out for audience, basic ones, subscribers, um, your listenership. Okay, it's it's hygiene purposes. It's good to have. But the other kind of metrics you should be looking at is your category ranking. So say that you're in a management category on Apple podcast. And what is your ranking in your store? Right. Are you ranking number two, number five, number six? Right. So that that's where a benchmarking really helps. If you are ranking number five, you're ranking number two, uh, you'll obviously get organic audience. Right. And then within without putting in extra efforts, you're getting those additional audience. So category ranking is very important. The other thing that we uh, say to look at is the engagement number again. You might not have thousands and thousands of downloads for your episode, but if your engagement is as high as 75% or as high as even, you know, 50% for that matter, uh, with like a 30 minute episode, then that is, that says a lot about your, whatever, like 500 people are listening to you, right? So would you prefer uh, thousands of people listening to you for one minute, two minutes, or would you prefer like just 500 people listening to you for 50% of the episode at least, right? So that is the thing that we are still educating the market on that, okay, these let's go beyond the audience numbers because you are ultimately a brand, you're not a celebrity, but you can reach a point in which you're having a lot of downloads. It's going to take time. Initially, if we focus on category ranking and engagement number, then that is the way forward uh, to make a successful and sustainable podcast. Absolutely. So when, if I'm starting and I listen to this, I'm like, that's all right. That's going to push me over the edge. I'm going to start a podcast today. Uh, what are those, those bits of information that you say that people to be successful from the get-go in order to not get discouraged, to not uh, feel like that, that this is for not what what are those things that has to be done in order to be successful for this to be a long-term play like we had mentioned mm -hmm. before okay so there are going to be a couple of them uh it's the whole list but let me try to That's get okay. like the top four for you or something no absolutely uh, so the first one is that you need to have a host. You need to not just have a host, but you need to have like a host commitment. Uh, the most successful podcast that we have worked uh, on and came, they all came with a team 
who already knew who the host was and why they were doing it in the first place, right? So even the host should have a some kind of an advantage on why they are being part of this project. Otherwise, there's a huge potential that the podcast is going to drop off if the host thinks that it's too much work for me and I can't do this anymore, right? So that will lead to like after three or four episodes, uh, uh, you you are back to looking for a new host maybe right uh, the second thing is the podcast design should align with your business objective so this is critical i have mentioned it before but this is critical to building a long-term sustainable podcast uh, all new podcasts start with enthusiasm but maintaining that enthusiasm long-term requires an alignment between the project and the business objective after that, the alignment is done, clearly mention your B2B metrics. So the metrics that we said, okay, let's start with, let's do do measure the audience numbers, which is your subscribers, um, your listeners, your unique listeners for that matter. But along with that, add in two more metrics of category ranking and your engagement number. Uh, the last one I would say is no matter what, try to be consistent. If you have, it doesn't matter your what your commitment is. If you have committed to one podcast, one episode per month, that is completely okay. But stick to that for the next month, next month, next month, right? If you have committed to four episodes per month, that is also okay. But till the time you're able to stick to it. So consistency is literally, we say consistency is equal to quality. If you're able to uh, put out consistent content, that will just... Um, why are your listeners in such a way that they will look forward to your content? And we have seen that with the numbers also. If a podcast has been released only like maybe once in three months and after that, after six months or something, then there's going to be a huge drop off in your listenership then. Uh, you have to start all over again. So I think these are just some of the initial uh, points, like top of the points that uh, comes to my mind. Uh, but I do have some more points and more how to's um, in one of our guides that we have uh, written together as a team. Uh, it is called podcasting for brands guide. Um, and it's not just from Asia perspective, but from a global perspective. So if you want further information, I obviously won't be able to share everything today, but people can actually download it from uh, the website URL podcastingforbrands.com and uh, that is where they can find more detailed information um, on the different kind of podcast designs and some case studies also there. Yeah, I think um, I, this was on the website too. So when I pulled it yeah. up, it was just the guide. So um, for yeah. those who are listening, we'll make sure we point to it as well in terms of the website and people can finding more about that guide as well. Um, I have another couple of questions before we we cap off today. What what's the how do you balance quantity over quality in a podcast mm -hmm. world? Does that make sense? How do you how yeah. do you manage the fact of I can put out 170 different episodes, but it doesn't yield actual quality applicable content to what the mission of the podcast is or listening? Is that is that negative or uh, how how do you balance the two in that nature? So, uh, Ryan, I'll say that for the initial starting a podcast, don't focus on creating a perfect podcast. Try to just get the podcast out, right? Sure. Let's just get over the line. Try to get the podcast out. Uh, obviously, it doesn't have to be like, like you still have some basic quality that you need to maintain in terms of editing, in terms of making sure the 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 speaker has as basic as a headset at least when they, while they're recording but 
just to get started, get those first few episodes out so that you are trying to, and especially within an organization, you're trying to plant in a flag. And then you'll start seeing more people circling around and saying that, you know, I want to be part of this project. And then you can look at increasing the quality of it. But for the first four to six episodes, I would say just go after, uh, go after just getting those episodes out and starting to get those feedbacks that are needed. At the same time, after that, once you have built that, like if you're going up the category ranking, your listeners will expect the higher quality of podcast from you. So it doesn't matter if you are, uh, that's why I'm saying it's completely to your commitment. There's no set playbook that, okay, if you're doing one episode per month or if you're doing four episodes per month, you will have a more uh, or a greater audience. There's no set playbook for it. Till the time there's consistency there. So if there's consistency, you are able to commit to the, those amount of episodes per month with good quality, right? The, how you define quality, again, there's no set playbook for that, right? But such that your um, audience is getting exactly what they want to listen to. So by quality, that's what I mean. The the whole thing about logistics, getting a good microphone, you can invest a few hundred bucks and you can get it right. But here I would say, by saying quality, I'm actually referring to um, whatever your listeners want to listen to, you are able to give that kind of content to them. So if yeah. there's an alignment there um, and you're listening to your audience, then I believe just obviously go for uh, quality over quantity then. Absolutely. I also think that's important too. having, uh, having a listener's approach or an active listening approach to yeah. your audience. If they say, Hey, that segment didn't make sense. Or, Hey, I would like to hear more about this kind of topic in the, mm-hmm. in, in this space, or that guest was amazing. This person didn't really provide too much valuable content. You can kind of ebb and flow. And then do you, do you, how do you, when people ask me all the time, how do you find so many guests and so many, uh, people that connect with you? Is there, is there, success that you've seen in terms of what you envision a guest being for myself I'll, i can speak to it is mm-hmm. who who do i know in the space or is there a topic that i am passionate about and want to kind of present in the space and i actually just actively invite them whether it be on linkedin or some form of they have some form of representation whether it be an mm-hmm. agency or anything like that it's an active approach and then there's also people that reach out on other people's behalfs and they you know, they ask, hey, this would be a great fit for your podcast, things like that. Um, they find consistent nature. How do people, how do you, what are those tips I should say for engagement for guests and finding yeah. those guests? So um, our approach within Pickle & Co. is that we first go towards content and then guests are secondary. Um, okay. So the reason for that is because ultimately, uh, even if you get a guest out the listeners you're getting for that is going to be listening to your podcast because of that guest not because this so like uh let's take an example of um, if xyz guest comes on your episode 40 and episode 40 becomes really successful episode 41 has very less listeners that is because the listeners for episode 40 was because of your guest right it's not right. giving us sustainable listenership also so they're not creating like a netflix kind of experience when your listeners are coming back so that's why uh we put 
huge weightage towards and huge preference towards content over speakers. Um, th that being said, it doesn't mean that speakers are not important. They are obviously the source of rich source of content and experience. But in terms of content, you can get the content sources are in different formats. So your host is a great source of content, right? So their personal journey is their connection with the subject, their expertise of like 15, 20, 25 years, they're able to bring all that together. And obviously anyone through their networks who's interested, that is the first set of guests that you can get for your especially proof of concept if you're doing the first six episodes. Uh, the second source of uh, content can be your existing body of work. So let's say if you released a report around um, a particular subject matter and all the authors who were involved within that uh, report or other additional thought leaders within the space, they can be a great source of content as well. Uh, the others would be, I'll say just the, as you said, sometimes people also reach out to you, right? So if you have a contact form, they love listening to your podcast and they'll just like to either nominate, nominate themselves or suggest themselves for the podcast or suggest someone else who is apt for the podcast. So uh, these, you, these kind of contacts you usually get out of your fans. Uh, those are the most aligned, uh, I'll say, the speaker uh, suggestions. And I will al I'll also say the last one would be that over a period of time, uh, you, you will get to a point where you are able to reach out to celebrity guests. So let's take as an example, um, we did a podcast with Tony Fernandez, uh, founder of AirAsia, and it was a great experience, right? Uh, it was literally, he it was he's so much into audio and music and all of that. And the moment we asked him um, that, Hi, Tony, would you like to do a podcast? He's like, yes, let's do it. And we flew down to um, his AirAsia uh, in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia uh, office, and we did it then. So you will reach wow. that point when you are able to get celebrity guests on your podcast. But till the time, there are a lot of other content sources for you. Absolutely. I, I think those are all great tips. And and I know at the, at the time that we had you, there's so much more that you can go into, obviously, with like branding and marketing and what resources you might need or uh, equipment you might mean. Really just why podcasting for brands is important, which is what we wanted to talk about today. But but Prathana, what what are those ways that we can engage with you or talk to you individually? If there's more that we want to learn or talk with a brand or just listen to you, um, I'm assuming host of many shows or have been host of many shows and podcasts. How do, how do we engage with you and how do we follow you? Yeah, if you want to just have, I think the best time to have a chat with me is when you are in the ideation phase, when you're thinking to start a podcast, because that's the best time we can uh, discuss on the basics and make sure all that is aligned before you actually start investing a dollar, even a dollar um, on your podcast project. So you can either reach out to me on uh, my LinkedIn. So I'm an Apratna Sibyl and uh, or you can reach out to us uh, through our website. So it's P-I-K-T-A-L, pickle.com. Uh, there's a contact form there. You reach out to me and that uh, contact form directly comes to me and we can schedule some time for our chat. Amazing. Well, that, thank you so much for, again, all the time that you spent uh, with us and just the education um, as well. Such a great way to connect, obviously, worldwide too. I think this is something that people just not take for granted, but the ability to have the scope worldwide, but also just not just fans, but also people who can engage with your brand and passing or actively. This is one of those few that 
that has a little bit of everything. You can have the advertising call to action. You can have the content awareness. You can have the business development aspect of it all. It's all super fascinating. And I think that's where the future is going to continue to go. More amplified marketing is going to be poured out there with brands across the world. And I can't wait to see the next steps. Thank you so much for hopping on today on Crossover Conferences. It's been an absolute pleasure. Now, friend of the show, I would like, as I like to call him. Great. Thanks, Ryan. It was a great chat. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Again, thank you so much. Again, uh, Prathana of uh, all again, everyone is, is super interesting. That's why we started this podcast. It's just the content awareness factor of being able to tell a story, but also a point of view. Everyone has a point of view and I am super passionate about understanding this. I, I struggle myself of not understanding or feeling that there was a point of view that could be had from either me as a host uh, perspective, but as a brand perspective, what is that kind of conversation you want to have? Um, company in itself that presents the podcast can be one thing, but you also want to make sure that you're passionate about and continue to get excited about talking to every single guest because the listener will hear it or see it. If you don't get excited about it and you're not engaged with either the conversation or just the topic in hand, that's why this is so fun to do on a day-to-day basis um, to create content for you, the listener, whether it be working on your business or just maybe how do I enhance and, and develop and grow my marketing strategy or um, just kind of build on those entrepreneur values that we always talk about on this podcast. That being said, again, thank you um, for Athana uh, for uh, just coming on and just sharing her, her wisdom and insights in that regards. This has been episode 170. So thank you again for everyone who watched and listened to us on our social media or listened on their favorite audio format, whether it might be a download or a live streamed on our website at usa.pinkpongx.com forward slash podcast. That's where you can see all 170 episodes as they continue to come out. And again, we'll continue to pump out uh, content as we always do on this show from my corner of the internet. Tomorrow's no exception. We have another great episode aligned here. You can watch all of our future episodes by subscribing to our channels. And obviously uh, sharing the content is always warranted. If you find you love the guests, you love the content, let us know. Obviously, you can engage with our brands and comment in the show notes or the uh, social media posts as well. Go ahead and tag our guests and you can connect with them as well. Again, Crossover Commerce, episode 170. Thanks for joining me in my corner of the internet. I'm Ryan Kramer, and we'll catch you guys next time on another episode. Take care.